You're listening to Church on the Park Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. service and to um, really just bring glory to Jesus for all that he's been able to do over this past season and look forward to what he's doing in the season that's coming. Um, I've been stressed about what to preach and um, Psalm 24 has just been this thing for me for the last 20 years that has um, just been a, a guide, um, it's been a, a passionate um, passage to, that I always go to, and I've um, summed it up in these words, hungry, holy, his, that the King of Glory may come in. I've got a tattoo. It's my life statement. Um, and it's this hungry, holy, his is wrapped around Psalm 24 that I just want to read to you and... Uh, Share some stories from, and then I want to take us into a bit of a uh, a worship, reflective worship experience before we have some ministry time together. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for He founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. That's the, his, his statement. We belong to Him. He owns us because He created us. But He, he doesn't just own us because He created us. He owns us because He bought us with His own blood. He purchased our salvation. And so we're twice owned, which is good news. The King of glory, we belong to Him. We're His. And surrendering to that fact is one of the most liberating uh, experiences you'll ever have in your life. Surrendering to the reality that the creator of the universe owns you, but he owns you from a place of love, desire, devotion, and goodness towards you, it's liberating. Who may ascend the hill of uh, the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Saviour. This is the holy statement. This is a declaration that by belonging to God that you are set apart for His exclusive use. You're His and His alone that makes you holy. He is the one who makes you holy. He gives you clean hands and a pure heart. You're Surrendering your life to Him, getting rid of the idols, and speaking truthfully in agreement with what God is saying about you and who you are. 
Being holy is getting your life vision, your life purpose from the one who created you. You're being set apart for him at creation. From the beginning, you were set apart for him. But like every human being, we've tried to wander off doing things our own way. And so God brought the remedy in sending his only son to reconcile us, to redeem us, to make things right again. So that we could live under his rulership, his lordship. We could be set apart again for him, made holy. That we wouldn't serve another. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. A God of Jacob. This is the hungry statement. It's a, um, it's it's kind of a funny one because in one sense, once you know you belong, then you're at peace, you're content. But having belonged, then and being loved, then you want to grow more. I know that's true for my marriage, and it's true for most relationships. That the more you spend time together, the more you want to grow in that love. That we're finite human beings that are on a growth process, and it's true in our relationship with God as well, that there's a, a hunger that comes from belonging to God, that He puts in our, in our belly, our spirit, made alive to Him, to want Him more, to want to be with Him more, to walk with Him more. And there's probably nothing I fear more in life than being an unhungry believer in Jesus. I could not stand to know what that could look like. And so I make the declaration that my life calling is to be hungry, holy, His. And it's every one of our callings. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. God's desire is to come and not just fill you, but to fill the earth through you. And this is one of the most amazing discoveries of my life is that God has not just sent His Son to make me right with Him and bring me into His family, but that He wants to equip and empower me to be love and light to the world He's placing me in, to the sphere that He's given me to serve in. And it's true for every human being that God wants us to be aligned with Him, to receive His resources, to receive His character, to receive His nature, and for His love and life to flow through us to the world. That we, the gates are the place that he wants to flow through into the world. So let the King of glory come in and flow through us, speak through us, serve through us. In every way that you saw Jesus model, Jesus is the fullness of God, as we read at the start of the service, the exact representation of the Father. He has come to show us what the Father is like, to put the Father's heart and will on display so that we would know what it is like to live as a human being in right relationship with God and full of the Spirit in the earth, in flesh and blood. And so inviting the King of glory to come in is inviting 
Him to do in you what He did as you read in the Scriptures. It's for Him to serve those around you. It's for you to heal the sick. It's for you to cast out devils. It's for you to destroy every work of the devil. It's for you to bring light. It's for you to bring the kingdom of God, His rule, His reign on every heart and every facet of our life. This passage came alive for me in, uh, I think it was around 2001, um, when uh, we were connecting in with Graham Circum and Youth Arise in the South Pacific, and this passage was floating around and got into us, got upon us, and uh, as I was youth pastor at the time and young adults, and as a youth and young adults, we, we were just passionate about Psalm 24, about being a people that belonged to God, that we were devoted to Him in holiness. And we had this encounter in this time in 2001 where we were, we were just spending some time in worship and we became glaringly aware of the holiness of God and our unholiness, our, um, our separation. And just in that moment, His holiness, all my life, I, when I thought about the holiness of God, it was, it was something that separated me from God. His holiness... Were, I couldn't be in His holiness. It was something to be feared. But in this moment, the revelation of His holiness was so inviting. We were drawn into His holiness. He was inviting us into His holiness. It wasn't like we were trying to make our own way there. He was inviting us into His holiness by giving us a glimpse. And we just started throwing off our sin, throwing off our, our habits, throwing off everything that we felt would bog us down and not allow us to enjoy the beauty of His holiness. Hungry, holy His. His presence, however He shows up, and God has shown up in some of the most surprising ways over the last 25 years, literally ways that I could not have imagined Him to show up. Every time He shows up, He surprises us with His goodness and with another facet of who He is, but with an invitation to come and eat, to come and enjoy His presence, to come and enjoy the gift of His life. And it's always an invitation to come. And I so believe that Logan West is on the edge of another outpouring of the surprises and the subtleties of God and His nature being put on display and it will be an invitation for us to enjoy Him even more than we have. Be hungry. As I was um, looking around Psalm 24 and wanting to share on Psalm 24, I was going through my many, many sermons over the last, 24, uh, last 25 years that were on Psalm 24. There's quite a list. Um, and I found, I found one that I hadn't finished. And it wasn't so much a sermon, it was, it was more a reflective worship experience and I want to invite you into it. I finished it yesterday, so we can, we can do it. And uh, I want to just read these sections of Psalm 24 and then I just want to make some worship statements. And I, I think the best way for you to do it is to not look at me, but to just close your eyes and... 
look at Jesus as he invites you, whether it be in awe of him this morning and what he wants to do in your life as he loves on you completely. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the oceans and established it upon the waters. Wow. What a glorious day that must have been when you spoke the world into existence. And you founded it. You fashioned it. It was a powerful expression of your own heart. And the vastness of it, the expanse, the seemingly infinite height and depth and width of it. Thank you. How humbling it is to consider your great love for us. We are but dust. It's you that gives us breath and causes us to live and breathe and have our being. But this dust, this dust is crown land. Sovereign territory, the possession of the king. We are yours, your treasured possession, and that twice over, both by creation and again by the cross. We are yours. We dwell like children before you, Lord. from the Lord 
and vindication from God their Savior. What a Savior. The King who descended into our darkness to bring light to the world. You loved us so much that you willingly, yes, joyfully, carried the weight of our rebellion to the cross. You traded our filthy hands and hearts for your own, pure and spotless, so that we could be seated with you in your holy place. Our declarations of independence our determination to run life our own way without you, you would have been justified in turning your face, even turning your back on us. But you chose love. You chose grace. Not by overlooking our rebellion or sweeping it under the carpet, but by fully embracing justice. You took upon yourself the punishment that brought us peace. What a saviour. Jesus. King of the world. You suffered for sins once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God. In you, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting people's sins against them. But now you have reconciled us by your physical body through death to present us holy, blessed, vindicated in your sight, without blemish and free from accusation. For if when we were still shaking our fists in your face, you were willing to reconcile us in this way, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through your life? What a saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek you. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Here is wisdom. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of kings to seek it out. God does not hide from us, but he will often hide for us. He loves to be found by those who seek Him. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore you.
my heart cries out. Seek his face. Oh Lord, it's your face I seek. Lord, forgive our appetites for lesser things. We've been worried and upset about many things, but today we choose to sit at your feet, to behold you, to seek you first. This is what I desire dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His holy place. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. You are 